Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. In this episode, we're doing something a little different. We're taking a quick tour of the world of Right Brain Music. We'll sample the work of six different artists who are actively making and recording creative, original music that relies on improvisation. In the process, they're building the repertoire available to all of us. With me today, I have Justin and Herman, the two driving forces behind Right Brain Records artist Bugs in the Basement. They're known for their own music podcast. Together, we'll listen to and share thoughts on the new music we'll hear. First, I want to thank the artists who've granted us permission to include their recordings here. I'm really excited about what's on our slate. You can find each of them on the Bandcamp website. Also, we've posted a blog article on our site that includes links to all music in this episode. Find that at rightbrainrecords.com forward slash blog and look for the article titled Right Brain Music Tour. So, without further ado, a warm welcome to Bugs in the Basement. Let's start off with a selection from Tim Daisy. He's from Chicago, Illinois. This is called Five Echoes from his recently released EP, Five Echoes and Nothing Will Happen. Here's Tim Daisy. Thank you. 
Germán and Justin from Bugs in the Basement. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you here. And so we just heard that piece by Tim Daisy, and he's a percussionist. This is a chamber quintet that we just heard. It's part of a two-piece, I guess we'd call it an EP, a digital EP, and uh, I thought that was an interesting one to start with. And uh, what did what did you think? Like what in listening to it, what thoughts come to mind? Um, I I definitely felt that crescendo. Like it's it's. Uh, I I I hear like if it's kind of like a canon. There's a lot of motifs that keep happening with different instrumentations, and they adds up, and then one, the other instruments maybe quiet down or start doing something else. Um, it's not, it doesn't feel like stacking things on. For sure, it doesn't feel like a one-person thing. thing. It seems way more organic than that. Um, yeah, I hear, I hear a lot of listening and subtle interplay between hmm. these instruments, which, by the way, I should probably mention who plays on that track. We have Jen Claire Paulson on viola, Jeff Kimmel on clarinet and bass clarinet, we have uh, Anton uh, Hatwich on the bass and Lilana Zofia Wasco, hope I got her name correctly, on cello. Then we have Tim Daisy, who is playing marimba there. Yeah. And yeah, the different textures and the different uh, sonic character of those instruments and the way that they're interplaying with each other, I've, I found fascinating to listen to. Yeah, the thing that, the thing that really jumped out for me was with the, the, the staccato-ness of the first, the first part of it. Um, but the, the live instrumentation, them playing off of each other, and then the, the fluidness of time. And I think that's, I mean, it's maybe something you can do when you're in an ensemble like that, instead of playing to click tracks or having you know, that type of time structure, um, feeding off of each other to to have this fluid sense of time and that the second half of that thing um really had that uh that, that fluidness to it and I, yeah. I i really i appreciate music like that i like that it somewhat reflects the our our natural sense of time right we know that time is like a, a human construct and it's some you know we've all experienced you know, an hour that goes on forever or goes by really fast. And, uh, and, and that interplay with the musicians, how time kind of became fluid in the second half of it was, was intriguing. Yeah. One thing, one thing that I, that I noticed, and this is maybe because of my own background playing marimbas on African ensembles is that you first hear the first marimba and then I don't know might be the bass clarinet that shows up and it definitely reminds me of the buzzing of the African marimba which were all the resonators tubes they have a a, a cellophane paper to make this this buzzing that is very present in African music with with kalimbas as well and it felt like it was another like I don't know baritone marimba playing on top of it and it clearly was a reed instrument but um it's really funny because I immediately hear heard like African style marimba, even there was not. Yeah. A little more about Tim Daisy that I have gleaned here is he has his own label relay recordings and he's prolific. He's got now close to 40 recordings as we're speaking today of different music, very diverse too. And so I, 
I appreciate that just being prolific and getting so much music out there. And of course, your own work is based on that same concept as, you know, you have a weekly podcast that has often more than an hour of original music. And so that idea of getting it out there, you know, the public making it available and continuing to work on the next project when it comes through, it's, it's really a great creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. Now, let's take a listen to Seabuck Thorne from the United Kingdom. By the way, this podcast has a lot of listeners in the UK, so a quick shout out to all of you. This is Crossing One, the lead-off track from a new album called Crossing. Seabuck Thorne. That was great and also brief, so let's hear another track from Seabuckthorn, to which the rest were dreamt from the same album, Crossing. Thank you. 
So Seabuckthorn is the solo work of one person. It's Andy Cartwright. What the background information here says, exploring various approaches on guitars with finger picking, bowing, and slides, often with layered accompaniments. So this is all, all guitar, all one person's uh, work. And actually this album that we heard two samples of, it's quite extensive uh, and there's a lot of variety there. How does that, how does that, knowing that, how does that influence your, your thinking on what you just heard? Well, quite a bit. The second piece, I was assuming that it was going to be, uh, I was assuming there was some sort of frequency modulation or from, from saints or whatnot, but you're telling me that they're guitars. So I wonder which, I don't know, there was something like, uh, harmonics being triggered uh, somehow. So it sounded pretty pretty cool that way. Um, uh, but I don't know what other information you have about that. Um, it may, yeah, the, the, the second piece makes me just really curious about yeah, how, how it was made. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, wondering, it's like, for this one, the recording process itself is kind of an actor mm -hmm. here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you get sounds like that out of a guitar? I, I found the sounds to be just very striking and very clean and uh, pleasing, yet had a rough edge to them, which which I really like. Mm -hmm. And I like how sparse they were also, mm. kind of minimalist, but very thoughtful in how they were put together. Yeah, it, it seemed very, like like I said, some, some frequencies being triggered to resonate quite a bit and it would, it would fluctuate, it would change, it was not the same and it was good. I did first piece also I like uh, it was very like like a ostinato right this this and then whatever answer is going on or whatever other yeah. thing but then it would come back periodically like a, yeah. right I guess reacting to how how it impacted me in listening to it because I'm so used to hearing guitar sounds I was aware that this this was guitar music and it was taking me to places that I don't typically go listening to the guitar and so i was just appreciating the musical intention that surrounded it and uh, i thought it was a great example of and there are a lot of terrific guitarists in the world right now and i thought this was uh one of the finer examples i've heard recently of using it in a, a way that was kind of a unique voice and yet it had enough familiarity to reach me where i started that experience now let's take a turn towards something different. This is Other Nothing from Nashville, Tennessee. Now Nashville's called Music City, but if you're thinking Country Music Hall of Fame here, think again. 
Yep, that was it. I love how concise these pieces are. That was Kind from the album Not Songs, released earlier this year. Let's hear another. That not song was Fly, spelled F-L-I. We've got to hear a third. This is 71517 by Other Nothing. Those were three not songs, and I guess I, w I wanted to say first off how much I appreciate conciseness, like to be able to actually say something distinctive and unique. The first and third piece we heard were each 35 seconds in length. I've been accused of being long-winded once or twice <laughs> in my life, and uh, that's the one thing that struck me right off the bat. What did you guys think? I thought it was lovely. It was all, I mean, I'm, of course I might be tr tricked again, but I, I hear tape loops all over the place, yeah, like yeah. like lo-fi, destroyed tape, or demagnetized tape and, and loops, and I, I love that. It's, yeah, uh, it's, we, we're suckers for that, uh, for that lo-fi and, uh, and tape loops and stuff, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll confess that uh, the making of electronic music isn't, something that I've spent a lot of time getting into the weeds of. Yeah, I think you guys have done much more. But this one sounded very distinctive to me. And there's, I mean, there's so much synthesizer music out there. I mean, even the number of distinct genres that there are within electronic music is huge. This one came under, I think it was under ambient 
and uh, experimental, but what we call it, I think, is less important than what it is. And I, to me, I felt, I felt a distinct soundscape there. Hmm. Yeah, and it definitely sounds to me like, a, like a lot of time was invested for those thirty-five seconds. This is not like somebody that is saying, hey, "Plug this in here, plug mm -hmm. this in there." And that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, and I don't want to be repetitive, but it, we were talking lately about this uh, this musician called Heimbach and we follow him on Instagram and YouTube and whatnot and it was one of the videos that I watched the other day that um, uh, somebody dared him to do a loop, tape loop, in which it will self-destroy little by little and so he does all these uh, ways of, of loops with little razor blades and sanding paper so that every pa and it took a long time, like two mm -hmm. hours or so for a really degree. You're talking about physical objects? That yeah, we and oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think this is actually exactly. a lot That's more what... organic than than, it sounds. Than, than someone would think it is. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. refer, you were referring to it as electronic music. I think it's a lot more organic than that. Uh, that could be right. You know, I, I like, in, in doing these, I, 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 of course, read the information that's available, but I like uh, uh, having a sense of mystery there, too, where mm -hmm. I, I have to think about it. I mean, that gives us other things to talk about as well. And all I know about Other Nothing is that it's uh, one person, Paul Kinsing. He's getting this done. How he does it, I think, is sort of maybe meant to be a black box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and like we were saying, we're we're both we're we're suckers for this for this world. The the grit, the lo-fi, yeah, the, the the tape loops, the whole thing is just uh, it's a it's a very very unique way to make make new sounds. And uh, and and like Herman was saying. Um, I would, and and I agree, is that there was probably a significant amount of time that was invested, yeah, and, and in, thought, in creating this this done. thing, and then was like, oh, I'm this thirty five seconds of it sounds, you know, this is the best thirty five seconds of it, and I'm gonna right. chop it out or whatever. Yeah. Well, I I hope we're gonna hear a lot of other some things from other nothing yeah. in the future. It's really promising, uh, very creative music. We're nearing the midpoint of this journey, and we're going to split it into two episodes. Part two of the Right Brain Music Tour will continue with podcast episode nine, to be released in just a week. You can hop right back on board there. To wrap up this first half, let's hear another taste of Tim Daisy with his chamber quintet from the album Five Echoes and Nothing Will Happen.
Listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. Farewell for now. Join us next time.